Hello, good friend. This is Dan Jones sharing another quiet talk with you. May it encourage your heart today. Recently, within the space of a few days, two people who don't know each other and had had no contact with each other pointed out the same beautiful truth to me. Now, when God drops an idea for a quiet talk into my lap like this, he he doesn't have to slap me first to make sure I'm paying attention. I get it. The word was a simple one, the kind in which the really profound truths are normally encapsulated. The word was care. Both people pointed out to me the fact that all around us, especially in the natural world, are numberless expressions of God's loving care for all of us. One of these individuals is quite interested in the healing properties of various plants that often grow wild. Of course, we all know that for centuries, long before the pharmaceutical industry existed, people knew of these natural healing agents. They could gather the leaves or roots or whatever without being concerned about whether their health insurance covered the cost. God offers these meds for free. But probably the most obvious example here of God's care is the food that grows up out of dirt. Every seed, whether it's some kind of grain like wheat or oats or or some green plant, has a built-in multiplier effect. When planted and watered, one seed springs up to produce many more seeds, each with the same potential to repeat the process. And the beautiful thing about all this is that the process works for everybody. You don't have to be a really good and moral person for seeds to grow for you so you can eat. As Jesus said about rainfall, God sends it on the good and the bad. That's because God is a good God. The heart of the composer of Psalm 104 overflows with these words of praise to God. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen man's heart. When you walk the aisles of the grocery store, do do you ever think that all the abundance you see is the result of God's care? Do you remember that he caused the plants to grow that produced every kind of food in there? Every day of your life, the lives of your parents, your grandparents, and a thousand generations before, the sun has come up without fail. The sun without which there would be no life on this ball of dirt we call home. How often do we get up in the morning and thank God that the sun rose one more time? There are more evidences of God's care in nature than I could share in a 12-hour talk, much less a 12-minute one. Did you know that the moon is part of God's design to permit life here on earth? It is just the right size and just the right distance from us. Some planets have several moons, but because we have one moon that is just right, life can exist. The moon helps to stabilize the earth's climate as well as 
affecting many other things that make possible the existence of us humans and, of course, sea life. There are a thousand other features of God's beautiful design that make it possible for you and me not only to exist, but thrive. I've talked to people in my years of ministry who are convinced that God doesn't care about them. I've even had individuals say to me that they think God hates them. No doubt it's much easier to rejoice in all these natural features of the earth that keep us alive when things are going well for us. But when tragedies or extreme difficulties come, it's a bit harder. Your focus is narrowed to your own world and your personal problems. But the existence of problems, great or small, does not indicate that God doesn't care about the people having the problems. He does care. Towards the end of Matthew 9, we're told how Jesus went about the towns and villages preaching and healing. Verse 36 says, When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. The word that is translated to have compassion is interesting. It is from a root word that means your insides, literally your guts. When Jesus saw the condition of the people, that they had no help, no guide, that they were lost, his stomach was twisted up in knots. You all know that feeling, a deep physical response to witnessing human suffering. He then turned to his disciples and said, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Not only did Jesus of Nazareth see the crowds with their suffering, God the Father sees as well. And seeing the suffering of this world, he sent his one and only Son into the middle of it to become one of us, with our needs and frailties, and then to take on our suffering as he submitted himself to the cruel death of the cross. Somehow, I don't know how, but when Jesus went to Calvary, he tasted the pain of all mankind, all the suffering of the world that entered the human race in the first place because of man's sin was laid on his shoulders. And when he died, He suffered the pains of hell. I can't really explain this to you. I can just declare that it's true. I believe it, and I urge you to do so as well. Are you suffering today? You may think that nobody cares. You may feel invisible. I have known people who in their suffering felt abandoned by friends, family, and church at times. They thought nobody saw them. But God saw them, and God sees you. You are not invisible, and he doesn't want you to carry the load alone. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, 
and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Too many of us are carrying burdens alone, but God doesn't mean for us to carry them alone. He wants to be our strength. Peter says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. In your pain, Jesus cares. In your aloneness, he is with you. He promised never to leave you. He wants to be your strength. Psalm 55, 22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. There may be somebody listening to me right now who feels they've reached the end of the rope. There's nothing left to hang on to. At this very minute, cry out to God. Raise your voice to him. Cry out, Jesus, save me. Jesus, help me. Cry out and don't quit until you know that he is shouldering the burden. The evidence of God's care is all around us in every flower and plant in the sky, the clouds, the moon, and the stars. But the greatest evidence of the fact that God cares is that he turned over his beloved son, his only son, to a horrible death. And he did it for us. He did it that we might embrace his promise that one day we can live an existence free from pain and suffering and abandonment. An existence in his very presence that will never end. Dear precious Heavenly Father, I pray for those listening to me right now, especially one who may be crushed under the load of whatever they're going through in this life, Lord, the burdens of suffering, of rejection, of abandonment, the burden of sin, whatever it might be. Lord Jesus, I pray they'll cry out to you right now and ask for your help. And Lord, I know, according to your promise, you will hear them and you will answer them when they cry out to you, Lord God. Bless those who hear today, Father God, Help us to keep our eyes focused on Jesus and our hope on that day when he will return to banish all pain and suffering and sorrow. We pray it in his precious name, the name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. My dear friend, thank you for listening to this talk, and I do pray it's blessed you. And if it has, let me know. Just send me an email, father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.